Oh my god, Victoria. We're finally back. Oh my god. Oh my god. Another season of Harry Potter Minute. When we're talking about Chamber of Secrets. And there's so much to talk about. I'm so excited for this. Really though, we do have a lot we, we do have a lot of things to talk about. I am excited to talk about stuff like Gilderoy Lockhart. No, I know we're gonna talk about Gilderoy Lockhart a lot. A lot. There's so much because he's a the lot. five is it the the five time winner of Witches Weekly's most charming smile. Most charming smile. Most charming smile. He's probably not qualified for his position. Probably Probably? Not. Nah, I don't uh, think so. Something fishy about that guy. <laughs> Something fishy. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Oh my god, we get to go to the burrow for the first time? That's fun. That is I fun. I love the burrow. Me too. I think the burrow feels so cozy. They're the most, like, kind of traditional family. We get to meet Dobby. We get new characters. We get Dobby this year. We did get a few new characters. Well, more new and then elaborated on characters. Because I gotcha. believe... I believe Ginny will now show up in the picture. Yeah, Ginny has a bigger role to play. We only saw her briefly in the first one. More Ginny. And the introduction of Dobby, and of course, the introduction of Gilderoy Lockhart, which we already <gasps> mentioned. Literally, the week after the introduction of Gilderoy Lockhart is the introduction of Lucius Malfoy. Right? Oh, he's a he's a character. He is a character. He's, he's extra. So extra. Uh, after the burrow, we get to see the Harry and Ron steal a flying car. And don't we all just want to want to fly a flying car? I would love to fly. I would be really scared to fly a flying car, actually. That poor car. I mean, it, you know, they run it right into a tree. Yes, we get to meet the Whomping Willow. If Not you wanna, just any tree. Not just any tree. Yeah. You want to say meat. I mean, it's, I guess that's going to be on a... Is it, it's, it is sentient. Oh my god, is it sentient? Well, well, save it. <laughs> that's going to be fun. That is going to be fun. This is a big one, you guys. We're, we're going to open the Chamber of Secrets. Find us at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us today is uh, Rachel Gatlin from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. And I can't believe I didn't mess that up. <laughs> Good job. Hello. Good job. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. We're back from our hiatus. Yeah. Our one month hiatus. What? Uh, return of the podcast. Return of the podcast. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about minute one hundred and six, which starts with our mystery archer friend uh, drawing another arrow from his quiver, and ends with said mystery archer saying his sense of duty was no less than yours, I deem, and staring directly at the camera, and with a very uncomfortable look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's Bor- uh, not Boromir. It's Faramir. Yeah. He's got the, the the tree of Gondor on his chest, so right. Obviously, important Gondorian dude. Yes, he's not wearing a mask, like all of his other fellows are. Well, right. he's he's the prettiest, so he's got to keep his face out there. David <laughs> Wenham is quite the attractive man. <laughs> he's no Sean Bean, though. Alas, no. Well, like Sean Bean has like a like a sharper masculine attractiveness, and David Wenham is a is a softer face. He's a soft boy. I don't know. There's nothing really soft about him right here. Yeah. That's true. Just like his, he's got a softer face than Sean Bean, yeah. I would say. 
He, he looks, you know, younger and more innocent on the surface. He is the only reason I kind of want to watch that Iron Fist show. Because he, he's the bad guy, right? Yeah, I've oh. watched, uh, I haven't watched all of that. He's fine in it. Okay. A ringing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I don't um, want to get into my detailed feelings about that show. <laughs> but, good, but good casting on, on the casting department's part. Because they, they do look like they're brothers, which I always appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's believable. Yeah. How much younger than than Boromir is Faramir supposed to be? Oh, off the top of my head, I don't know. Only a couple of years, I think. Okay. Not not more than a handful of years. So I don't know why Frodo and Sam hang around right. for as long as they do. Yeah. Gollum has already just yeah he's taken off. Out. He's yeah he's long he's, gone. He's, yeah he he was done with this as soon as the first elephant got shot at and he's just like you know what this is a bad idea (laughs) these guys are willing to shoot at these elephants i'm done well and then frodo calls it out like we've lingered here too long and then you're not gonna move while you're saying that i don't and sam is just (laughs) transfixed on the oliphant yeah Yeah. it's like it's like when you're trying to hide from your mom or something and you try to sneak away while she's got her back turned and that that one creak of the floorboard and she turns right around (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, uh, just a little too late yeah you missed your window oh well I love that Sam like Sam Sam can't really accomplish much with a sword but he tries Oy. darn yeah. it <laughs> the way that he gets pushed to the ground looks mighty awkward yeah <laughs> he just like he ever so lightly gets grabbed by the arm and just like spun and just falls over oh <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy that grabs Frodo throws him. Frodo's yeah. scrappy. He, like picks he picks Frodo up off the ground and throws him. He yeah, gets like, right up though, like a rag doll. Poor Frodo. The, the poor stunt double. <laughs> There's a lot of feeling bad for stunt doubles this week. Mm. Uh, yeah, the guy that comes off the elephant in this minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that looks. The it was the fall that killed him, not he, the arrow. He hits the <laughs> ground hard. Yeah, like a. Like a sack of meat. No, mm. God. <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> Good God, man. It's just a, just a limp thud. <sighs> Can you tell we don't have a whole lot of notes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't get a lot to, lot to say about this. Well, the, yeah. the Faramir, it's the start of his uh, little monologue, his yeah. mini monologue. The, the more interesting thing about this scene is for next, next minute. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, when he gets a little morally gray. I think, well, it, it's the start of the moral grayness because he says, you know, his sense of duty is equivocal to yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you know, this guy thinks he's doing something good too. Yeah, we're the enemy to this guy. Yeah, and yeah. we don't we don't know yet how much of a sad boy Far- Faramir is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't know that yet. It, it'll happen. but Like, right now, he just, he's a broody boy. Yeah. <laughs> We don't know he's a sad boy. Right, right. And daddy yeah. doesn't love him. Right, he's a... Oh, man. That flashback's you know coming what? up. I'm so excited for that flashback. <laughs> Can we just talk about the flashback? <laughs> Let's just skip ahead to the interesting parts. That's what I did last night. I actually watched about uh, three quarters of the, the the movie, I think. I got I got mm-hmm. past these minutes, and then I skipped ahead to another part that I like. 
But I was skipping past all the battles and like boring conversations. I'm like, I just want to see the pretty parts. That that's all I care about anymore. <laughs> I just I just want to see the Ents Rex stuff. <laughs> I just want to see um Liv Tyler looking pretty. That's that's all I care about. Yeah. That's next week. For all like <laughs> five minutes of the yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mostly mostly I like to watch the parts that have the best music. So I'll mm. skip to those parts. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person where if I put the movie in, I have to like commit to it or yeah. I'm just not going to, I don't skip around. Yeah. I will, uh, if I'm putting in this movie or any of these movies to watch, I always am just like, well, I don't want to stop in the middle. <laughs> I'm going to just watch the whole thing. Well, you kind of have to. I mean, even with the Blu-ray, it, it's two discs. I didn't realize that. I thought they would be able to cram the whole movie onto one disc. They could have. They they could have, yeah. I I guess maybe nostalgia. Maybe right, it's they're for preserving like, that extended edition. Yeah, feel and maybe for it's for Blu-ray like health people. for health reasons. It's like you've been sitting for almost <laughs> two hours. Maybe you should get up. I know the commentary comes back on disc two, and Peter Jackson's just like, "We're back with part two. I hope you got you know took a little time, got up, had some tea, went to the toilet, and you're <laughs> strapped back in for round two. Thanks, Pop. Thanks, Papa PJ. Like, right. <laughs> looking out, looking out for your fans. Good guy. <laughs> I mean, they crammed Titanic onto one disc. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's what, like, almost a four-hour movie. Yeah, yeah, that came on two VHS tapes. Yeah, like the only other VHS I think my parents had that was on two VHS tapes was the Green Mile, and uh, Gettysburg. Mm. Mm. And then they're like miniseries. Miniseries were always on like four. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah like six hours of television yeah. <laughs> even though you can put six hours on a cassette tape it just yeah. doesn't look as good no it doesn't it doesn't it's like two episodes per vhs yeah <laughs> yeah i used to record um anime off the tv and i learned that pretty quickly you have to put it on the crappy other yep. recording setting i remember staying up on uh, on school nights till like 11 o'clock putting in my vhs to record at six hours and hitting record for Adult Swim overnight. Oh, yeah. And watching it the next day after school. Yeah, because they would play the uncut versions, like, at midnight, like, right? Watching Cowboy Bebop and Trigun and yep. Yu Haka Show mm-hmm. by recording it the night before mm-hmm. off Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Oh I remember gosh. that life. That 2000s <laughs> anime fan teen life. And now all that stuff is on the internet. If, if I had only known back when I was a young teen that someday... I could watch that stuff whenever I wanted to. Right. But if you hadn't devoted the time to doing it then, you might not be a fan today. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah. I, all that happens in this minute is, like, Faramir is a little broody. And Lots of people fall. Guy, yeah. 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 If you watch, some of the people that are, like, running away aren't so much running as kind of, like, lazily walking and then falling down. Oh, my God. I love extras doing their jobs poorly. <laughs> it's just, like, you need, you need like, scatter, panic. It's, it's a fight. And then, like, a couple of them just, like, take, like, two steps and fall down. <laughs> I love catching extras not knowing what they're supposed to do. I don't mm-hmm. know if it happens at all in this movie, but like I love seeing them just like notice that they're on camera and like trying to make themselves we've, look busy. We've we've pointed out a couple. Okay. <laughs> we've pointed out a couple of extras in Rohan that are just like, what's this guy doing? It's become one of my like pastimes, like doing this podcast, just like looking at extras in the background and figuring oh, yeah. out what they're doing. Like uh, when Saruman is talking to the the big fat orc if you watch the orcs in the background it's like what are those guys even doing (laughs) yeah you notice that stuff when you watch a movie one minute at a time Mm -hmm. yeah unfortunately no i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, 
So you you made you made me laugh off off mic by saying that Faramir is Boromir adjacent. Yeah, yeah, he's Boromir adjacent. Sean Bean adjacent. He he is he is no seen Bean. <laughs> no seen Bean. <laughs> His name should be Seen Bean. I'm sorry. I know it should. Or or Sean or Sean Bond. Sean Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Ned Stark. Come on. Right. I was talking with a a friend of mine today how. Un- not- unfortunate and fortunate Sean Bean's career has been because I feel like he dies a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In like 80 some odd percent of movies he's been in, he's died. Yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> Including like a Disney movie he was in, right? No. Doesn't he die? He doesn't die in National Treasure. Right. We watched the two movies right. we did because he doesn't die. That's right. Neither <laughs> no. of the movies we watched does he die. Well, I mean, something, right. something probably unfortunate happens to him. Like he doesn't have a great day. But Maybe he should have died from like whatever jail. happened. Yeah, he goes to jail. I don't know. I just assume Sean Bean dies. <laughs> but, but I mean, that gave him a memorable career. So yeah, I mean, he's known for playing two heroic characters who die. I mean, how how many people can say that? Right, die trying to do what's right. Yeah. His speech of Faramir's, though, really reminds me of something Ned Stark would say. Mm-hmm. Like Ned Stark more than Boromir, because Boromir's just like, eh. Screw him. Yeah, Boromir's just like, you know what my brother would say right now? (laughs) Boromir's too busy drinking. Be like, yes, celebrate. Mm -hmm. We won. I'm alive. We won. Huzzah. (laughs) I don't foresee myself dying anytime soon. Everybody drink. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. I I see the Ned Stark comparison because it's it's got this, like, sense of honor to it. Mm Mm-hmm. David David Wenham is very good at like lending gravitas to a line like this, mm-hmm. which is you know why he's the narrator of Three Hundred. Oh shoot, he is. Yeah. He's Eye Patch Man, right? Yeah, I okay. uh, I can't remember that character's name. Uh, the one with the eye patch. David Wenham. <laughs> Faramir. Right. I remember when I saw Three Hundred, I was just like, oh, isn't that that's Faramir? <laughs> uh, that movie is. Not as good as this one. Mm-mm. I would agree. <laughs> but I don't know if I have anything else for this one. More, more meaty Faramir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tomorrow. More, more diet Sean Bean. I, I, I did notice, and maybe it's because I haven't watched this movie in a while, but I was noticing that the CGI doesn't really hold up, especially for Gollum. Um, he kind of has his own light source, which I don't know if I noticed before. That is even more apparent on the Blu-rays. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had it on um, DVD up until, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago. And I I haven't watched the Blu-rays yet because, again, those movies are like an undertaking. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, it was it was disturbing. <laughs> yeah. If you have a DVD player or a Blu-ray player that tries to upscale it, it yeah. really messes with it, too. Like the... Some effects, it just doesn't know what to do with when it does the upscale. Yeah. Yeah. And especially I was watching it on my like parents old CRT. So like everything's going to look like crap. But now I have this nice TV and a nice Blu-ray player. And yeah, it was it was very strange. Yeah. I'm sad that they didn't go in and like retouch it for the Mm -hmm. Mm Blu-ray. Especially because it's been 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. I think the stuff that stands out the most is the green screen effects because over time they've just become even more obvious. Yeah. Most of Gollum is kind of forgivable. Mm-hmm. It's not distracting from what you're looking at, in my opinion. The elephant doesn't look too terrible. Yeah, the no. elephant looks fine. He fits in. It's because he's moving. 
<laughs> tree beard tree beard actually looked okay um I was well surprised. tree beard is largely a practical effect oh i didn't know that it's pretty much just his face mm-hmm. and then the wide shots of him moving hmm. are digital okay they built weird little bicycle seats for mary and pippin to sit on oh <laughs> that's so funny that just sounds uncomfortable yeah yeah for like hours at a time mm-hmm Especially when you're a dude. Any, well, I wouldn't know about that. Anyway, <laughs> so we're all from the website duelinggenre.com. Mm-hmm. One big happy uh, family. Yeah. Check us out there. And uh, we're also on Patreon, which you can access from duelinggenre.com slash support. We've lowered our monthly uh, whatever it is to... Membership. Yeah. Yeah. Subscription fee. I don't know. It's now $3 you get all the weekend stuff, which is cool. Uh, check out Rachel and her three other co-hosts on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute and also on Geek by Night, mm-hmm. where she does a really good job Yes, there. three out of the four are Geek by Night people, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now we just have to let Adam guest <laughs> be like yeah. an extra or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, back during one of the incarnations of the show, he was um, doing some writing. Okay. But that was like many, many incarnations ago. Because mm-hmm. Geek by Night's gone through a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> I think we should we should get him to be like a random bystander. Yeah, totally. Person. He'd love that. <laughs> like, oh my God, what is that? Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Happy Monday. It's good to be back. Uh, special thanks, as always, to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about uh, Diet Sean Reed. <laughs> Bye. Bye.